Well, somebody say the Lord is good. All right. Well, let's let's try to get to this lesson. Not unless I just get agitated by the by the spirit world. It's, it, it's time for us to walk in in the demonstration and in the miracles and and the manifestation of what God what God is able to do. All right. March sixteenth. Well, I don't, I don't know if we're going to teach this tonight. Um, because there's other people need to be touched and need to be blessed by God tonight. So uh, flip over to Peter. Let's go there. Uh, I, I think it's first or second Peter. I'm, I'm not for sure. Um, man, I feel the Holy Ghost instead of this stuff today, too. Let's get there, and we're just going to do something here real quick. Um, First Peter chapter 5, and um, I'm going to get down to this one scripture, and we're just going to exercise it, and, and we're just going to see what the Lord's going to do. Elder, First Peter five, and let's let's read verse uh, verse one, and let's read verse two. And and here's Peter wrote these epistles to to people that was already in the church. They they was already born again of the water and of the spirit. And he's admonishing them. He's encouraging them. He's giving them some instructions. But there's one verse I I want to get to. And so let's read verse 1 and verse 2. The elders who are among you, <clears throat> I exhort, I, am, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Now, in verse 1, I want you to understand this. We don't use the term elders, but he's talking about overseers. He's talking about shepherds. He's talking about pastors. He's talking to a group of them, and so he's exhorting them, and then he's telling them, I'm an elder just like you are, and then he said, and I was also a witness of the suffering of Christ. Now, we understand that he was a witness of the suffering of Christ. He was the big bad boy when they first came to take Jesus, he took out his sword, and um, maybe he aimed for his head, and he cut off his ear. He's the one to tell the Lord, hey, they all may leave you, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand. And the Lord said, before the cock crowed three times, you, you would have denied me. And, he, and you know, you go, well, before the cock crowed, you would have denied me three times. And so when, when they came to take Jesus, Peter followed at a distance. But nevertheless, he followed. And he's seen everything that they was doing to the Lord. He was there. He, he witnessed. And when he got on the inside and he was by far warming himself, several times people come up to him and say, you are one of them. And, you know, he lied. All three times he lied. And the last time he began to swear. Uh, he began to cuss, uh, saying he didn't know him. And, and the third time when he denied him, 
Say it again, Sister Penn. Sure did. I, I thought I was a ventriloquist. You, you, you hit me out right there. <laughs> the, the, the God, then when, when, when he did, he remembered the words of the Lord. And the Bible said that Jesus turned and looked at him. You ever growing up when you was a kid get that stare from your mom and your dad? You know, especially my dad. My dad didn't have to say anything. He just looked at us and we just froze. Matter of fact, he's dead and gone. I'm freezing right now, the stare he used to give us. You just knew you was in trouble. That's when I learned how to pray. Lord, please let him have amnesia. So here it is. He looked at him and he realized that what the Lord had said came to pass. Now, the Bible said he wept bitterly and he went out and, and he repented. But he's speaking from experience. He watched the Lord. He seen him. He seen how they beat him. He seen when he was crucified and when he was hung on the cross and stuff. That's the reason why when Mary came and, and said that the Lord is risen and that he ran to the tomb. And not only he ran to it, he stooped down and went on the inside of it. He witnessed the suffering of the Lord. So he's here encouraging these elders. Now watch this here. Verse Shep- 2. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly. Not for dishonest grain, but e- gain, but eagerly. So he's telling them, this is how you got to shepherd a flock of God. Uh, we're just overseers, not by compulsion, but God shouldn't make us do something. But we must be willingly shepherds. And not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. So my, my purpose, in, and, and Brother Moore, and, and these key leaders here, we're not, we're not in this to... To, to get rich, uh, uh, be deceptive in, in, in asking for tithes and offering in, in the buildings fund. That's not our purpose to get rich. Now, we don't want to be poor neither, so I want to throw that in there too. So, I mean, we don't want to come to your house and share bread with you and everything. But our whole purpose is not to have the big mansion and, and the big car and, and, and all that stuff. That's not the reason. It's, it, it's to, just to do the, the will of God. Now, I'm going somewhere with this because I feel like God has changed direction just to get to one scripture. Now, watch this here, verse 3. Being, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples the flock. I, I love this here. I, I, I love this scripture right here. Now, there are times that God may give me something to confirm with. If, if it's firm, it, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm loving someone with some, some tough love. But I don't have the right to come in here and just beat the daylights out of you. You don't belong to me. You belong to God. And so I got to handle God's sheep properly and anybody else that's going to be up here ministering they need to handle god's sheep the right way that that's some of the biggest fear that 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 i have with with some of our ministry let me just say when when you get the opportunity you, you don't beat up on the people if i don't beat up on them you don't beat up on them we don't beat up on god's people somebody say amen 
You may feel something, you may feel like you really want to do, but you're not the shepherd, and you don't have the shepherd's heart. You don't beat up on God's people. And I'm not going to have anybody come in our pulpit that's going to beat up on God's people. And they may be firm. They may feel an unction from God. But to beat up on God's people, uh-uh, not here. I look up there and tell you, cut that jive turkey off. We'll pay him and we'll tell you, you go down the road or you beat up on somebody's people down there. Somebody say amen. amen. Anytime someone want to get up here beat up on the, on the people, they feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I ain't stupid. They don't have the shepherd's heart. I'm really getting off track. Let's keep going. I'm trying to go to one scripture. Watch this here. Verse 4. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So here he gave them some instructions. He encouraged them. He told them how to handle the, the flock of God, the people of God. He didn't stop there. Now, verse 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to, to your elders. Ooh. Yes. Everybody go, ooh. That's not first UPC saying that. That's Bible. Come on. <laughs> you submit younger people to, to the elders. And the elders here is talking about to, to your leadership. Come on. There's people that call me pastor in name, but not in deed. I'm not going to do what, what pastor, who you think he is. He's not my mom and dad. Yeah, because your mom and dad ain't telling you what to do neither. And you're not submitting to them. You need a shepherd in your life. I'm learning something in pastoring. I will, I will, I will not. I can't make anyone do anything. All I can do is preach and teach the word and give advice. But I can't make people do anything. So I, it took me a long time to learn this, and I'm, I'm not going to try to make anyone do anything. I'm going to love you. If you refuse to follow my advice, uh, uh, take my direction, I'm still going to love you. Probably not going to use you, but I'm going to love you. And that's all I can do. There's times I went home tied up and not so frustrated with people and want them to live right and do the right things for God and stay away from certain things and stuff. If they're not going to do it, they're just not going to do it. And there's, there's nothing I can do. I can love. I can love them. And there's times I may want to spiritually just choke them. But that was me because God had nothing to do with that. Listen, when, when he knew Peter was going to betray him, he didn't reach out and smack him. He said, what you do is do it quickly. He just loved him. And for any other leadership in here, we just love people. Listen, they don't do what we tell them to do. Why get angry? Make it frustrated because we love them, but we, we don't beat up on people. Well, the Lord's good. We're still going somewhere. Young people, younger people. 
it's important to submit to the authority in your life. Listen, I don't like even correcting people or telling someone what to do. And so if I ever come to you and correct you and tell you something, understand it takes a lot to do that. But I, I'm more afraid of God than I am of you. Now, once I tell you what to do, once, once, what you do after that, that's, that's on you. Because one thing I don't want people to, to do is be afraid of the pastor. Here's the thing. Some people say, I'm not going to let pastor catch me doing this. I know he don't approve of it. I know it's not right and stuff. I'm not going to let him catch Friend, the bigger picture is that God see it. You need to be afraid of God. <laughs> I don't know how I got on this, but this is good stuff anyway. Because God's going to do some healing in this place tonight. Somebody say amen. I tell you what the Lord told me he was going to change this. I wanted to sit up and study today. Now watch this here. All of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Oh, man. Oh. We have a hard time doing that, submit one to another. Now, I want to let prophet out. I said, you need to pray for me. I submit to the gifting that, that he had. You need to pray for me. There's some in here, they won't submit to it because they're jealous of you. Why in the world be jealous of someone that has a gifting that they didn't get on their own that God gave? I, I can't be jealous if God, you know, Jason, brother Jason played a drum. You're not married. What you doing with your arm around her? <laughs> That's the way I sit. <laughs> the gifts of the Spirit are operating right now, brother. There ain't no room between y'all, is it? <laughs> Playing like he's whispering something in her ear. What are you doing? <laughs> now, nah, I'll just pick it. It's all right. You're going to get married. You can stick your arm back up there. <laughs> but don't touch her. <laughs> I, I can't get mad if God gifted Brother Jason and trying to be slick and smack on his girl and move on here to church. Uh, you know, playing the drums and stuff because God gave him that talent. I, why would I get jealous? We need to submit to one another and submit to one another's giftings. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost. We, we need to. We're in this thing together. We're, we're not fighting against each other. And here's a reason why God has not elevated some people. And you do have a gifting. And you have a calling. But you can't submit to the gifting of your brother. When I mean brother, I'm talking about mankind. And God cannot entrust you to lift you up with that type of spirit in your heart. So we need to learn to submit to one another. I can't do the stuff the Reverend's doing around here. And I acknowledge it. I acknowledge it from the pulpit. The, the man is doing some amazing things. 
people come here, they go, man, the church look good. I go, well, you know. I say, you know, it's Brother Mo. <laughs> I tell him it's Brother Moore. He's the one that's doing all this stuff. Why should I try to take credit for something I don't have the ability to do? Inability to don't want to do. <laughs> that just hurt my brain trying to put all this stuff together. The Lord knows it's only so big. Now watch this here. We got to submit to one another. God resists the proud but give, gives grace to the humble. He gives what to the humble? humble? Grace. Grace. That's God divine influence that God gives to the humble. Those that are humble, God is all. But those that walk around as prideful, you just stay right where you're at. God is not going to exalt you. It's taken me a, learn t- a long time to learn some lessons in that area there. Listen, this, this way of pastoring is totally different, Brother Ernest. Stepping back and allowing God to put pieces in place. Tradition says pastor does everything. Tradition only talk about pastor. And we leave all the other giftings out. God never intended for it to be that way. God intended for it to be a body working together in harmony and everyone doing their part. So, let's keep going because y'all looking at me. They say, man, you changed this lesson for this. Oh, hang on. Watch this here. Verse 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Who will exalt you? God. Who will? God. And so, we, we got to be humble and all of a sudden, God begin to exalt. Um, we just had the Reverend and I just a great conversation. Uh, her eyes is going like this. You know, God used her last Wednesday, this, this past Sunday, to hear the things that come out of her mouth. Very impressed. She said, I didn't want this. The problem is that there's people that want certain things that God said, no, you want it for the wrong reason. She said, I didn't want this. And that's why God said, well, I chose to give it to you because you didn't want it. And how God talks to her and, and how she valued that gift. It, it, it is the humble that God give the grace to. God's divine influence. And so we got to be humble. Now, humble is not going around, oh, I'm humble. God bless you, brother. Oh, it's not me. It's all God. I just tell him, well, I don't see God. I see you. Oh, you know how it is. That's not the way we do it. Humble just being you don't take the credit for what God is doing through you. You give God the glory. And you acknowledge God in all your ways. That's being humble. And not just with lip service coming from your innermost being that you know is God. How many know it's God is the reason why you're in the place that you're in? It's the reason why you're blessed. It's the reason why God is doing great things in your life. 
It's, it's only God. It's, it's, only, it's only God. And so we need to be clawed with humility. Now watch this here. Now watch this here. <laughs> Cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. Read that again. Casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. We read all this to get to this one scripture. Casting all, everybody say all, all, all your care on who? For he what? God is interested in you and what you're going through and what's going on in your life. Now, notice what the scripture said, and this is where we're going to stop, and this is what we're going to do tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost casting all your care. Now, you know, I, I, I used to fish and um, used to get those rod and reels, and, and, and you cast that, that uh, lure out there or that live bait. You, you cast it. When he said cast your care upon him, In other words, he's saying, release it. Let it go. No longer hang on to it. He said, cast all your care upon him. In other words, God said, give it to him and take it completely out of your hands. Casting your care upon him for For what reason? For God cares for you. God is interested in you. God loves you. And God want to take care of whatever problem you may have in the house of the living God tonight. And so whatever it is, I'm going to take it out of my hand. And listen, it it don't do any good to bring our stuff to the Lord. And and we, we got this need. It may be sickness. It may be finances, maybe something in a home, it may be a man, it it doesn't matter what it is, and we bring this to the Lord, and and we place it before him, and when we finish praying, we just pick it up, and we bring it right back with us, well, that's not doing any good, tonight, the Lord said, casting all your care upon him, in other words, let it go, get it out of your hands, give it all to the Lord tonight. And believe that God is going to take care of everything. It doesn't matter what it is. I believe God already touched Brother Lear. But tonight we're going to cast him on the Lord. And God's going to take care of everything. But it's not only him in his place tonight. There's people that need healing in their body. You need a financial blessing. Come on, somebody. You need your home put back together. You need a miracle. You need direction from the Lord. So tonight, uh, you got to make up your mind. Uh, I'm getting this out of my hands, uh, and I'm going to give it to God. Now, you don't believe it. How many know that God is able? Not only that God is able, how many know that God will? Come on, somebody. You got to do your part. You got to get it out of your hands. You got to get it out of your mind. You got to get it out of your heart. And you have to give it to the Lord. He's going to move tonight. 
This is divine direction that comes from the Lord. I was not going to talk about that. Matter of fact, be seated for just one second. I, I told him in staff meeting that we weren't going to bring it up. I didn't know how to bring this up when, when, when I got the message. Because I don't want the church to be discouraged. And then I got the call from Ruth. And I said, did you get it? She said, I got it. She said, Dad, I refuse. I refuse to believe that. And so sitting there meditating today, this scripture came to my mind. I'm thinking I'm going to minister this on Sunday. Not knowing when Sister Mary called with her good report, she set me up, had me in that sad voice. She said, oh, you sitting down? She said, just hang on to something because just got out of the doctor. I was already crying. (laughs) And then she told me, I remember when he was a baby. And I remember being up there before he had that last surgery. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't think he was going to make it. I did not think Keaton was going to make it. And I know they've been concerned about him. And it's nothing. There's no procedure she can point to. There's no medicine they can put their hand on that said that took away what he had. Nothing but I know there's times they have brought him to the altar. And had him prayed for. And you know a powerhouse right here has prayed for. It was nothing but a miracle that God done. Nothing but a miracle. Nothing but a miracle. And so I get that report. Then I get the report this week and, 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 and that my eyes, uh, they're fine. And so the Lord said, You need to go to my people, and you need to have a time and a season of them giving their needs to me, and they need to trust me that I'm going to take care of everything. Well, here we are as ministers. We categorize this, and I studied this, and I feel your prayer, and I want to finish. I got some good stuff to say. So I do that on Sunday. And the Lord said, no, you do it tonight. You do it tonight. That's why I put it in your spirit today. So it doesn't matter what need you have in the house of God. I want you to hear me because the water, the spiritual water is trouble. It doesn't matter what need it is. I I, I don't care if you already been to the doctor, you had a bad report. it, It does not matter. It does not matter. You hear me in the Holy Ghost. But it's going to be up to you to take this thing and cast it on him. If you, heck, if you cast it like a yo-yo and it come back, don't blame that on God. Friend, I had to give that. Listen, when I got the report on my, on, on my eyes, I had to preach. I had to teach Wednesday night. And usually things just bugged me to death. But there was an inner peace there. I know the vine dresses in my life. I kept telling I know I let God do. I don't do everything right, but I know I let God operate in my life. And then I had to preach on, 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 on Sunday. 
use this stuff to just consume my mind. But if I don't go through anything to trust God, how can I stand before you and tell you that God is able? Well, that's one and a half. Two claps yourself. So Hannah, I was just doing like this. Trying to see if I could just see everything. My wife asked me, how are you? I said, I'm doing fine. I wasn't telling her nothing. She would have started praying for me through text message. Sending little hands going like this. And little tongues just moving. She would have. She might have got on a plane and came home. I don't, I don't know. Until, I didn't tell it until afterwards. The Lord said, if you truly cast it on him, every person in here, God's going to move on your behalf. But you have to let it go. All right. You have to let it go. Relaine, come get us some maestro music here. Even though we don't need the music. Matter of fact, listen, we don't need, but I want the music. We don't need the music. We don't have to feel one goosebump. We don't have to feel a do. I didn't feel nothing except I had the voice of God in my mind saying, hey, it's, it's going to be all right. I didn't feel anything until after he prayed for me in the office. It's not based on feelings, not based on our emotion. It's based on obeying and standing on the word of God. And God is going to do it. God is going to do it. It might as well start with us. It might as well start here. And so we can tell the world, hey, our God is real and our God is able. Matter of fact, when God began to answer these prayers, I'm asking you to call the church and talk to Sister Franks and Sister Morales, and I want you to tell them what God happened, and we're going to publicize what God has done in this service tonight. I want you to stand with me. Listen, it doesn't matter what the need. Let me say it again. If you need God to open a door, God's going to open that door. God's going to do it. I think it's something with his eyes still. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. But this is what you have to do. You have to give it to him. No one else can do this for you. You have to give it to God. Cast in all your care on him for God cares for you and so if you have something you need to bring to the Lord you need to bring it to the Lord and you need to give it to God and you need to leave it here you gotta release it you gotta let it go you can't hang on to it. You can't embrace that. You can't keep it. You have to give it to God. 